I can hear your chewing from over here. I'm pretty sure the listeners can hear it as well. So Chris is munching on a Twix. Is it actually a branded Twix or is it like yeah, an off-brand? Actual, off-brand a, actual real Twix. Come on an adventure behind the scenes as we explore what it looks to be bold, creative and Christian. You're listening to The Artless Podcast. So, uh, Chris, hello. Oh, we've begun, have we? Well, Welcome. Yeah, well, I mean, we're all set up. I've got the stuff ready. The buzz is gone. Absolutely. Well, um, <laughs> you still got a bit of Twix in your mouth. Yeah, I, I do actually. Um, yeah, welcome, listeners. Um, if you're self-isolated, quarantined, whatever, this is a good time, isn't it, to listen to the to to a fun podcast while you're working from home. <laughs> and I do that with inverted commas. You're working from home. You're listening to this. You're going to be looking for content. Exactly. And, and we answered that call. And we're providing top quality <laughs> we, um, It was like content. the bat signal went into the sky and we answered. <laughs> exactly. This, this is what, what you asked this, for. <laughs> well, hopefully it is what they've been asking for. Um, but uh, yeah, so COVID-19. Um, yeah. For those of you who, you know, might, well, follow our social media and stuff, you'll have seen we put out a statement in regards to our Centurion tour. So unfortunately we have had to... Cancel our 13 dates of Centurion. Cancel the biggest tour we've ever organised. Which is very... Really frustrating. Disappointing. Literally, what is on our desk sat right in front of us is (laughs) is (laughs) 2.5 litres worth of fake blood. So if anyone wants it, it is edible. So I'm sure if we have... Actually, I might take that then. (laughs) Um, We have our Centurion helmet and um, a new robe, uh, toga kind of... A tunic, I should say, that... um, we bought for the show as well sat right in front of us so oh it's just it is really disappointing but we you know we we held out for a while but obviously with you know the government's current advice and we didn't really want to get into um rehearsals midway through rehearsals and then have to cancel literally we've got the rehearsal schedule in front of us as well um, yeah yeah it's sort of a relic of something that will never happen it's a strange thing it's like it is missed plan- i mean if you add up all the all the plans all the festivals all the things that have been organized mm. for the summer it's going to be a weird weird it's, summer it, i mean so for us of course the financial implications is a huge but also um it's really difficult for us to plan a, a kind of ahead because we don't know you know what the future holds so in a sense, it's like if we want to put stuff out to churches to to book, mm. um, which we want to be doing, um, but you know, churches are going to be um, wondering about you know when when are they going to be able to next put on an event and stuff. So so interesting time. So my question <laughs> to you, Chris, is is something that we haven't planned to talk about. But how does a theatre company survive or put or be a theatre company in a time when everyone's in quarantine? start a podcast <laughs> and that is the answer and that is what you're listening to well um i don't know it's really hard and i think we're trying to i think everyone's trying to navigate this new it, and i'm talking to a lot of people who are saying it feels like we're all stuck in this weird dream isn't it it, it feels like you're just waiting to be kind of like um you know pinch yourself and you're you're you know you're awake um because it's it's really bizarre and like how each day something big can happen and change. But, but you had, but you actually had a dream the other day, didn't you? I actually did have a dream. Well, why not share it? Okay. I actually, there was a part of the dream that I didn't tell you about as well. It's okay. quite funny. <laughs> um, 
So, my dream was, uh, myself and Lauren, my wife, and John and his fiance Kat were out in central London, and we ended up at an ice cream parlour, so very realistic, yeah. currently, especially yeah. for me, you know, sweet yeah. tooth. Um, then, I am looking out the window, and I see these, like, storm clouds, like, really thick storm clouds, very orangey as well, like, kind of outside, um, like, sun setting and stuff, but, like, these storm clouds are coming. And then out of nowhere, like tornadoes are just popping out, out, up, kind of like out, up out of the sky. And you know, like those funnel ones where, um, uh, like the water spout ones. Sorry, so that oh, were coming. Yeah, what are they called? Oh, um, cyclones. No, no, I don't know. If you do, if know, you do email know, email us at artless.org.uk. Oh wait, that's not an email address. No, email us. Office at artless. Just text us. That would be yeah. I'll just comment. <laughs> <laughs> we really want to know. Anyway, um, so anyway, some of those are sprouting up out of like the Thames. But then, so obviously I'm freaking out, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is crazy. Um, but then it gets even scarier, was that these uh, meteors or asteroids, what one again is it? I think it? a meteor, when it, enters, when it the... enters the atmosphere, becomes a meteorite. Oh, oh I see. Asteroids yes, yes, just, yes. I don't know. Okay, well, different. let's say we'll say uh, uh, meteors were um, bursting through into, meteorite. obviously, the the atmosphere, a meteorite, um, and were obviously going to hit the Earth. And they were like, I could see like tons of them coming kind of through and like streaming down. So obviously we're all freaking out and waiting in a sense for death. Like that's what it, this dream was actually quite scary because it was like, you were just like, you knew it was over and you were kind of like waiting for death. But the interesting thing about it as well was nothing happened. So we're all sat around this table, like, waiting for this impending doom. And we could see all this stuff happening outside this window. But, yeah, but nothing happened. Was it that you woke up before uh, anything no, because happened? Or was it just a such a long you know how, like, dreams way? jump to somewhere else? So then right. I think it jumped to us trying to find a suitable, like, bunker or somewhere to go to be safe. Th- then this is where the bit that I left out last time. I was time. wondering what that is. We rocked up at this place and... There's a bed in front of us, and lo and behold, Bill Gates is sleeping in this bed. And he's not, like... <laughs> yeah. And what made me feel good about myself was, um, it was like midday, and he was only just waking up, and it kind of made me feel good, because I was like, if you ever felt guilty about sleeping in, but Bill Gates was sleeping in. So oh, well, you good. told me the other day about Bill Gates's TED Talk as well. Yeah, I know, I think what that's that? why, yeah, that came up. Well, Bill Gates did a TED Talk about... Um, a few years back, talking about that the next time more than 10 million people die in kind of an event, single event, that it won't be a war like how we, you know, would probably think, you know, a nuclear war, but it will be a virus. It will be pretty much what we're experiencing so now. So he's asleep. And yeah, and he was... Sign. Yeah, and he was asleep. Um, so very strange dream. And I, would, yeah. I was like, I, is it prophetic? Who knows? Um, See, yeah. I've had a lot of strange dreams and... Um, Chris and I both have similar dreams on the lead up to a, a talk. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, so we've been leading up to this Centurion tour, rest in peace. Um, but we've <laughs> we've been <laughs> we've been building up to perform, and uh, I had a few actually, a few dreams. Um, oh, huge, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you did say. So I dreamt uh, that. So this was actually me and Chris were <laughs> performing in like a, someone's long sitting room, not like a living room, and we we had to do tour with God. So our other tour and show. Um, and the funny thing was, is that sometimes these stress dreams can be, you haven't rehearsed, you can't remember the lines, it's scrambling together. But this one was different because in this dream, we had done the first act and it went really well. 
And we had literally, we had been in costume. We'd actually thought of some new scenes that were really good. Mm. The music was just beautiful. And it was it was like we were improvising this amazing play. And then we got complacent and the second half started. And suddenly, I think your costume had just disappeared. I was running around trying to find something and it was just a disaster. Uh, I mean, there's some, I've had some very peculiar. You know what's so weird? Sorry, I'm kind of freaking out now. Because you saying that. I have just remembered my dream last night and it was us performing and we were performing at, I think it was at the Fringe or somewhere like that. It was in a theatre mm-hmm. um, kind of ve- venue and we were doing Tour With God and I remember my costume, not finding my costume, I had a hoodie on under my um, jacket and the hoodie was actually outside of the jacket. And also it got to halfway and it was really boring because we'd forgotten all of our lines. We were like improvising (laughs) stuff (laughs) and it was just so so boring. (laughs) I just remember being like, this is not good. It's so interesting having these, I don't know, I feel like I get them way more than than you do. Yeah, I I, I only started getting them after you started telling me about yours, so I appreciate (laughs) that. (laughs) <laughs> but um, no, it's weird. Dreams are an interesting thing. I mean, I've always been fascinated with dreams. I think. I mean, I feel bad. Sorry, just yeah, to interrupt you, because I do feel bad. Because some people say that sharing dreams are the worst thing ever. Like people hate hearing people's dreams. Really? Yeah. Well, because they're like, oh, you're wasting my time. Because anything can happen in a dream. You know. Exactly. That's but, the exciting. But, thing. Yeah, I know. That's what I always think. I'm. All, I get what I get. What they mean that anything can happen in a dream. So you know, it's a dream. And but but then it's like I don't know. It's like a weird thing isn't it you know i knew a girl um so i did this uh this arts project a few years ago which was great fun Uh, it was like a site specific thing we ended up doing it in a um in hackney city farm which was an interesting place to do a site specific bit of theater but it was good fun and on this project one of these girls had really vivid dreams but it was almost like a um it was almost a medical condition because she would have them Mm. almost every night and they'll be vivid and they'll be really mad like really mad dreams and um (laughs) <laughs> she she kept a dream journal, right? <laughs> she kept a dream journal, and for a while Sorry. after hearing some of her dreams, I started to keep a dream journal as well. <laughs> and I don't know where it is. A dream <laughs> journal? You don't know where it is. It's probably on it's some, somewhere. It's probably on the tube somewhere. It is probably. There's some investigators are picking it apart, trying to find out when I'll strike next. Some... Wait, I didn't dream about killing anyone. But some therapists have picked this up thinking, geez, this boy. Her, her <laughs> dreams, and she, I literally, every lunchtime, um, near the end of the thing, I would, for a couple couple lunches, like right near the end, once this sort of come out that she had these vivid dreams, I would literally sit down and say, please, could you just read me some of these dreams for the journal? And some of them were hilarious. Some of them were the most creative things I've ever heard. Some of them were terrifying. So, I mean, I don't envy her because she's been through all of these experiences. But oh. she said that she would... It'd almost be like Narnia. She'd go away in these <laughs> dreams and then come back, and it was like so much has happened. Yeah. And she'd write them down, and they're just bonkers. I've had some strange dreams. Well, I always find them interesting. So, if you want to drop a comment or get in contact with us and tell us what your weirdest dream is, yeah, I knew a guy. He was like a family friend. Uh, I think sort of technically my godbrother. I guess if your parents are their godparents. Is it? Make you I, don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. But um, Maybe he once told family. me <laughs> he once told me that he dreamt that he gave birth to a flannel. Fist <laughs> <laughs> things like that. A just... flannel. And he's never given think... birth to it. Yeah. 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 I've never given birth to a flannel. Yeah. Well, uh, let us know um how you're dealing with um the old COVID. Let us know your your dreams. Um so John, mm-hmm. what is 
um, the most disappointing thing um, about COVID for you? The most disappointing thing for COVID. Um, for COVID, about COVID. Or, you know, and probably linked with Artless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it is a disappointment to not... I mean, the biggest disappointment is not being able to, to take this, this show places and, and let people see it. Because we put a lot of extra work in this year on top of the work we put in last year for Centurion. And yeah, I think it's got to a place where it's really... It's quite an exciting production. We've got a new light, uh, LED light that pops out of the middle. We've got a new raised stage. Um, yeah. And so it, it's we have of, like the the haze comes out of the middle yeah, of the stage. It, it comes out. Maybe I could put a really video cool up somewhere. It looks really it, yeah. cool. Um, and we thought, is there a way we could record something or release something around it? But the theatrical experience is such a you have to be there. Really, it's the whole point is you're oh, in the yeah. room. To quote Hamilton, be in the room when it happens. Exactly. Yeah. And we we even um, um because if you've either seen it before, um so we do it um in the round. And um, we have uh, the sound scare, well, these sound scenes, audio scenes. Sorry. In fact, um, maybe on this sounds- podcast we'll put a, a snippet of one of the sound scenes. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. And yeah. so um, they usually come out of our two speakers that are kind of set on the outside of the audience. Sure, yeah. Um, but for this time as well, and a little development was that we wanted to have some sound come kind of out of the middle of the stage. So we had uh, four kind of mini speakers that we put. Um, kind of under the stage oh. so um jesus has obviously lines in this um but you he's not a physical character so he's not actually on stage but we wanted to have more of that feel like a, a real presence of jesus being on yeah. the stage even though he's not physically there and so it was amazing wasn't it it How blew much my that, mind that actually changed it, it blew my atmosphere. mind particularly um like the the trial uh well no him jesus and Pilate. so there's a scene um as taken from the, the gospels where uh, Pilate is sort of investigating Jesus and, and questioning him. Mm. And this, this scene was going to take place with Chris walking around the centre of the stage uh, and Jesus' lines being um, put out of the, the speakers underneath the stage so it would be as if uh, he was there but obviously not seen. And even just hearing the lines come out, it was just so powerful. I mean, props to uh, Paul, uh, who's the voice actor and one of our trustees, who's the voice of Jesus. He did a great job on it. And um, So what would be your biggest disappointment with covid apart from the obvious loss of life and the the, the those ramifications yeah. um, in terms of what what we do yeah um i was just really you know obviously we've really been looking forward to this tour you know it's 13 dates on the on the trot which is really exciting for us and a lot of like new churches and i think you know having to say to them unfortunately we can't do it and obviously they're all very understanding but i think missing out on that and being able to show your hard work you know, this is what we really enjoyed doing is actually, you know, producing theatre and um, showing these performances to people. And, you know, hopefully and, and seeing that those people enjoy that work and really be maybe challenged or think about something differently. And we're not yeah. going to be seeing that over this time, unfortunately. And um, so um, that's one thing. Uh, it's a big shame to not be working with the actors as well, which will, yeah. obviously we're, we're usually a two-man job, me and Chris, yeah. um, but Centurion is a four-person uh, play, and we've had a whole host of different actresses, um, actors come in and, and help us in this over the years, and so we had Tori and Lauren and uh, Katrina last year, Naomi, and we got Naomi again this year, and um, we've got, so um, we would have had a new, yeah, new yeah. actress come so on. we would have had Megan, and she was really good, so we, we had a um, a table read that went really well, and yeah. really enjoying it, it feels like, uh, when was that, like last week? It was just, yeah, it was last 
Friday, or the week before. Maybe I don't know. It, yeah. it wasn't that long ago. Different era. Um, which feels like another world away, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, I think that's what this kind of feels like. So I feel, obviously, for people in the arts, for theatre, it's like, I mean... What's going to happen? Yeah, what is going to happen? And I think that's what's very worrying. And But, I mean, well, it should be worrying, but I am not that worried <laughs> like i'm trying not to be yeah. i mean you feel that sense of kind of like uh, worry every now and then but <clears> it's like we know you know we believe in a in a god who is in control who yeah. is sovereign and um yeah he's kind of overseeing this ministry and yeah what we i think do, so i think something something we overlook sometimes is and i've got a lot of friends who I went to uni with who are in the industry and and there's a lot of fear there's a lot of yeah, fear. A There's lot. a lot of uncertainty, and there yeah. is, and and we acknowledge that as well. And I mean, we we don't know how Artless is going to continue. To be honest, I mean, because we make a, we make a lot of our money from touring, but it's so funny that that it's it's a command that Jesus says, "Do not worry," and it's not just like a suggestion. He like commands his disciples. Mm. He said, "Do not worry yeah. about tomorrow. Do not worry about what you'll eat, what you'll wear." Like do the do the do the plants do the do the birds worry about what they're gonna wear or what they're gonna eat? They know they're clothed really well, and how much more love do we? And I think that that that's something I forget that I have in in me. That's something I forget that that not only do I have to remind myself not to worry, but also I forget that my life has really been built on that lack of mm. needing to worry. So but also, I can't imagine what it'd feel like to not have that in my life. Yeah, and also the, a situation like this reminds us how like little we are in control even 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 when things are actually going well like we think that we are somehow in control of of our life and what's going on around us but then i think yeah with an event that's so um devastating like this it's like oh wow okay yeah i am i'm not in control in any way but that then it's like our full reliance has to be on God and should be on God anyway, but mm-hmm. it brings us back to that place of, yeah, okay, um, how much, where is my faith? Like, how much do I yeah. believe what I was saying, you know, before when everything was good? You know, do I really believe and trust in God? And that's what it's about, isn't it? I'll I mean, tell you, he must be the most disappointed right now. Who? ISIS. Because oh. because they've been trying for years to try and bring down, <laughs> like, bring down Western <laughs> society, it. and the flu does it. A bat like, beat a- them. A bat. A, a, a bat from China beat him. <laughs> Out of I mean, we're not making light of of the horror of this this illness, but I mean, ISIS must they be. Put they put up travel be. advice. I mean, they... that is the, <laughs> you know, they've got their so own. So, if there is anyone from ISIS listening, please just message us. Let us know how you're feeling and um, include your geolocation in that, so we can report you to the authorities. Thank you very much. <laughs> You've been listening to More Than The Art Podcast by Artless Theatre Company. If you want to know more about us, you can go to our website, which is artless.org.uk, or you can follow us on all the social medias out there, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, even Twitter. TikTok coming soon. I'm worried about your father. Hurry up, you'll make me late. Did you not hear me? never seen Caiaphas so distressed. He's not distressed. It was the same when the Romans brought in a new governor. My father is simply showing the diligence befitting of a high priest, as should you. You can't tell me that he's not been acting unusually. 
He's almost as obsessed as the people are about this Jesus. If you care about my father's well-being, you wouldn't so casually speak the name of the man who threatens our temple, our religion, our everything. Let me join you. I can help. I have ideas of how to deal with this Galilean carpenter. No. Caiaphas stipulated that only I join him in the chamber. No one's even supposed to know that we're meeting. Enter. Father, why did you call on me at this hour? I have not been able to sleep. You have heard the news? Yes, but are we not to bring this before the temple council? Silence, boy. I did not wish to bring this matter to the wider council until I had collected my thoughts in the company of those I can truly trust. Father, I understand your caution, but you are the high priest. The council will always recognize your authority over this. Jesus. The Nazarene. First he wanders the desert, mocking us. Calling his parlor tricks, signs from heaven. A penniless devil, a reckless madman, claiming to speak for the Almighty. Seducing the simple village dwellers with his forked tongue. Spitting blasphemies and all the while trampling the law of Moses. The teaching of our forefathers. A clown announcing his own holiness. Whilst associating with half-bred Samaritans, come, whores and sinners. Regardless, I told the religious council that we are obliged to tolerate desert madmen and zealots. I mean, they are not rare in this nation. I graciously conceded to allow this prophet's fame to spread until the day he would inevitably collapse under the weight of his own grandiose claims. And this was to serve as a lesson to the people. To show them who truly speaks on God's behalf. There are many that would have had him stoned the moment he stepped out of Nazareth. But you have acted with reason and grace, Father. The people know who truly represent the Almighty. And yet... Yesterday, I wake up to the sounds of crowds assembling. The talk of a triumphant entrance. I watch as the people sing, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, to a retired carpenter riding a donkey. And I find myself powerless as he desecrates our holy temple, and the people do nothing to defend the house of God. And he calls himself the Son of Man. Father, Surely know what must be done. His crimes are clear. The scriptures are clear. He must be put to death. I'm pleased. You have arrived at the same verdict as I have. Is this why you cannot sleep? You must not be afraid to enact the Lord's justice on this man. Hold on, my son. There are many inside the temple who sympathize and even believe in this Nazarene. Not to mention his disciples and the crowds. The Romans would even go so far as to protect the man if it prevented a riot. He appears strong, but there is always a weakness, a chink in the armor. Very well. Even if it meant 
taking a thousand silver pieces from the temple's treasury. I want this Jesus silenced! <laughs>